Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Ladies Who London Podcast. I'm Emily Dell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who I am anymore. I'm Alex. (laughs) And we are Ladies Who London. That's not the that's not the right line. No. Come on, get it together. I'm eating a moussaka. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what do we do? We do a podcast, don't we? Right, come on. Okay. The blue badge guides. Yeah. Were... Could you stop bonging your phone? <laughs> that was my water bottle that time. Oh, okay. Right, we're blue yeah, badge we guides do, we and do... we are willing and able. Are we? Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find us on... No, that's you. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> at Ladies Who London Podcast and on our website, skydemily.com. Yeah, and alexlacy.com. That's mine, isn't it? Um, for more, and, and there's another one. What's the other one? Um, oh, God, I'm oh. so drunk. <laughs> I'd just like to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that Alex... Not just is... me. <laughs> right, we've had, look, we've had a few drinks. We've had a few drinks, okay? Look, we've been good souls because we had a bit of a party this evening. Yeah. We are mentors to mentees. Yeah. Bash mentees. Poor and poor things. <laughs> so sorry Um, and we went to an event high class of 2023 we told them we'd give them a shout out high class 2023 it's lovely meeting you all this evening and Alex and I have decided to record the podcast after this event because we run out of time we run out of time it goes out tomorrow so this is what you've got everybody and I do apologise sorry the good thing is Emily's doing the chat this week because (laughs) I, I blame James I blame James, I blame James but it's okay because I had a portion of chips on the way home you and you are eating your masaka. I'm, I'm going to be talking this about the Golden Hind nothing. and we are all going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, so I blame James, who's my mentee, who is also a wino and he just kept filling my glass up. Sorry, not just your glass. Oh, well, you know, don't get filling your glass up as well, didn't he? Every and Emily said, we can, Emily said to me, we have the podcast to do, but we can go for an hour I we said let's leave hours. at eight. Yeah, you did. I said we, let's leave at eight. We left at quarter past nine. Yeah. And I got there at six thirty when it started. You didn't get there until like quarter past seven. I didn't get no, it was a little bit late actually. But um I drank quite a lot and I was expecting to kind of fill my belly up with stuff and I didn't. So this is where we are. And yeah. um so this is, you know, this toenail. Is, uh umbrella. 
<laughs> so we've got those out the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. This is this is this is going to hell in a handcart, right? What are we doing? We're not. We're, there's, there's no podcast pedestal because we didn't do that last right. week, did we? There is no podcast pedestal because last week we did the Jubilee. Stop tapping. Sorry. <laughs> we did the Jubilee celebration because we have just celebrated 70 years of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth yeah. II coming to the front. Woo! Indeed. Um, and so, therefore, we did not do a podcast pedestal at the end. No. Which means that we are just essentially diving straight into hey, the topic of this. this no, right? I mean, you can't count anyway. So this week in particular would be an absolute yeah. atrocity. I can't but normally... No, I can't count. No, 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 no. It's not even lying to ourselves. So this week... I'm what are we so talking lucky. about this week, Emily? Well, you're just going to be tucking into your masaka. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and get this kind of uh, <laughs> this oh, topic of discussion going. Because <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers. I'm so sorry, last... listeners. This is where we're going to lose so all of our listeners. I'm so sorry, honestly. I'm just trying to chug the it's peak, Right, it's peak season. We are working round the clock. That's the first social engagement I've had in three weeks. I've got a baby I put on a dress. Yeah, you did. You did put a dress. I did put a dress. <laughs> Um, okay, right. Last week, yeah, the wheel, yes, where did the wheel land, Emily? In an area that it had never landed before. So we love. A where good was that area, first, Emily? Deptford. Oh. Now Deptford is actually just behind where Alex and I live. So we are just on the kind of you know the southeast kind of cusp of the Thames line yeah. or the Thames coastal path. And if you go further south, then you coastal come to path. an area. Well, coastal path, you know, I mean, it eventually leads <laughs> to a coast. River path. <laughs> River path, yes. Um, and Deptford is just behind us moving south. And I decided to talk about um, an expedition which um, links so to good. Deptford. Sorry. Is it? I don't think I've really ever good. had a Yeah, it's really nice. Carry on. I actually saw your masaka when we were in the taxi together, so yeah. I know what it looks like. <laughs> so um, I'm going to talk about the Golden Hind. Now, when I talk about the Golden Hind, oh God, <laughs> when I say the Golden we Hind, be all the podcast. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Oh well, what does it mean to me? Good question, Emily Dell. Thank you for asking it. You're welcome. It, me- it means to me a boat. And it means to me the boat on the, by Borough Market as well is what it means to me. And it means Francis Drake is what it means to me. And and travelling the world and things like that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It means a boat. It means for Francis Drake. It means travelling the world. So if you are walking along the area of Bankside and you're moving perhaps around the area of Borough Market and you're going around towards the Tate Modern, then you'll probably pass a vessel which is black with elements of yellow and red. And it is a replica of the Golden Hind, which is a yeah. vessel that was used in 1577 by a man called Sir Francis Drake and he navigated, well, circumnavigated the globe it's very small for something that's on the high seas to be honest it is and that's what's quite exciting because it is a replica yeah that is what's exciting (laughs) you're right sulky so i'm going to take you back i'm going to take you back to the 16th century do i need to do the music no but you always tend to say um 
A very good place to start. A very good place to start. Right, okay. So, <laughs> so we're in the 16th century, and there are tensions, I would say, between Protestant England and Spain at the time. And these are tensions that are not, uh, well, Spain are not really aware that there are tensions, but England is very jealous because they're noticing that there's a lot of gold, there's a lot of silver going from America towards Spain. <laughs> I love that there's this one side, like, England's like, why I yada, and Spain's like, da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Why I yada. <laughs> And why I order is certainly something that I'm sure Queen Elizabeth I would have said because she was not happy about the fact that Spain had all of this wealth. So she was somebody who very much liked the odd adventurer. Yes. Um, Yes, she certainly did. Go get yours, Lizzie. Yes, exactly. And she set her eyes on an adventurer called Sir Francis Drake. But, you know, he gets his sir after this voyage which we're going to talk about so uh francis drake let's go backwards a little bit of time frankie d (laughs) fd from (laughs) born in devon father was a sailor so he'd you know grown up with being out at sea being hearing about journeys and adventures out at sea from his father Um, And he was, at the age of 18, something known as a purser of a ship. And you might kind of guess what a purser of a ship might be. He's like a bloke that does, like, money. Exactly, he does money. Oh, he is? Oh, I was... was... Yeah, yeah, so purser, purser. He is in charge of looking after the money on the ship. So, you know, as a teenager, he's a trusted lad. And at the age of 20, he controls his own ship... And I have to say there are many reasons to uh, kind of look at Drake in a fond way, but also there are many, many reasons to dislike this man because he was very much involved in the slave trade. Boo! Boo, exactly. At the age of 20, absolutely. And this is the time that is known as the age of discovery. So you've got so many explorers, so many people out at sea, so many try- so many people trying to discover new elements of land and colonise them. And on one mission, Drake had encountered an attack from the Spanish. So he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder towards the Spanish anyway. Mm-hmm. So when Queen Elizabeth I tapped him on the other shoulder and said, hey, you know, I hear you're a bit of a bit of a pirate shall we say and you're up for going out there and attacking the spanish well let me tell you i'm okay with that secretly hush hush so there was this kind of secret mission to go out exactly to go out and try and kind of knock the spanish off their perch and try and take uh, as many kind of treasure ships as possible so this is what happened. And we have on the 13th of December in 1577, five ships, one of which called the Pelican, which the Golden Hind was originally called. And I'll come to the fact that it was changed um, out at sea. So I'll come to that at some point. So this is one of five ships. So he sailed upon the Pelican and in total with these five ships, leaving Plymouth in 1577, there are 164 men. That's a lot of men. That's a lot of men. How am I doing? Am I right? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just see you sucking into your little moussaka. Right, okay, so... I've done, the moussaka's done. 
Oh, you're done. Be nice. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 164 men. Now, you don't just have, you know, just sailors and people that know how to manhandle a ship, but you also have archers. So if they get into any danger, you need people that know what they're doing in terms of weaponry. You yeah. also have musicians because, let's face it, there's going to be those lull moments, those downtimes when you need a little bit of music. It's a bit like Captain Bly and the whole, you know making them all dance on the ship again isn't it yeah exactly you've also got gentlemen adventurers so you've got a lot of a lot of people that have probably paid an absolute fortune to be on the ship because they're wanting to go in the direction of spain and potentially find the north passage which was an area that actually it took about 250 years later to actually find the north passage but at the uh, the north passage but at the time a lot of people were talking about it so you had these adventurers that wanted to be on a ship that was also trying to find it um you also had a lot of relatives so francis drake basically said to a lot of family members look there's going to be this big kind of big mission i can't tell you too much about it but you know come along (laughs) come along And it wasn't too long after that they started to capture a few Spanish and Portuguese ships. And actually, on one of these ships, they uh, met this Portuguese navigator who really knew his way around the world and had quite a few languages under his belt, shall we say. So he almost became their tour guide. Uh, I'm going to say the Portuguese navigator. Is that is that your man that's on that? There's got a st- sculpture of him on Belgrave Square. Is that the dude? Oh, maybe. Ah, uh, what's his name? He's something. The navigator, Henry the navigator. Is that him? I don't think so, love. Oh, all right. I don't. I don't know. No, not Henry. Unless they changed his name, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Henry. I mean, I might be mistaken, but mm-hmm. okay. Um. Now, they're out for about 63 days and there's no sight of land. And let's just think about that for a second. Let's think about, you know, that feeling of just being completely out there, just looking at absolutely nothing but the high seas and the ocean. And especially if you're, you know, a family member that's thinking, well, I'm just going to come on this ship for a bit of a jolly. And after a little while, you know, there's nothing to be seen for 63 days. That's one hell of a trip already. Yeah, that's a long way. That's a long way. Um, but they finally reach the coast of Brazil and struggling in, in heavy seas, they decide to wait out the weather in an area called Porto San Julian, which is now today part of Argentina. And this is an area where somebody called Magellan, oh, a, or Magellan, thank you, R. Magellan, um, he was a Portuguese captain, Ferdinand Magellan, who we know was the first person to circumnavigate around the globe ever. I say that, but he actually died not too long after he got to this particular island. So he never actually made it all the way back, but his ship and some of his crew did. So when it comes to people circumnavigating the globe for the first time, Sir Francis Drake was the first Englishman He's to do so. Johnny come lately is what he is. Yes, exactly. And I don't, you know, I've probably just ruined the story now because I don't <laughs> think I said that at the beginning. <laughs> Where is he going and what is he doing? <laughs> don't switch off. There's more to be heard. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you have this uh, this Portuguese captain who, when he was there in 1520, there was a bit of a mutiny in uh in well, this that area a lot, doesn't it? i know yeah and he actually ends up killing a couple of his crew members what 
Yeah, and when the um, the crew came with Drake, there was almost this kind of mutiny again. Oh, wow. But Drake managed to kind of convince them that things were okay and got them together and ended up, you know, getting oh, gosh, them to the same, same, same crew with Drake as with... No, hang on. Who are you saying? Oh, Magellan. Yeah, Magellan and Drake, yeah. Yeah, so when Drake was there, he, uh, you know, there was also this feeling of mutiny, but he got them all together to sing a bit of a song. And you know what song that was? <laughs> knees up, Mama Brand. Knees up, Mama no. Brand. Don't Drake my heart. My oh, achy, Drakey heart. Oh, you told me going to sing this. And I very nearly cut you out of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, this is actually something that uh, Nick, uh, sang yesterday and I thought I'm just going to have to get Nicky's that in your hubby yeah yes um, but anyway so um, there wasn't a mutiny as such but he did end up beheading somebody on the island so it's really weird because when Nick. they got there no not Nick um, so Sir Francis Drake so when they got there even though it had been kind of you know what this is 1578 at this point and this was in 1520 1521 so quite a few years later they actually saw the remains of this mutiny that happened when Magellan was there oh wow um you know so already kind of stepping on this this island to think okay there's obviously been this uh this kind of this feeling and this kind of uh, anxiety and death that's already happened here and then a little bit later we have a crew member who is called Thomas Doughty who was executed by Drake on the same <gasps> island what that doesn't yeah. feel very fair no it doesn't at all does it and thomas doughty he was an english nobleman you might say he was somebody that was a soldier he was very close to sir francis drake we know that he was the secretary of a man called christopher hatton and i'm going to mention oh. his name shortly and garden um and there's a few well we don't 100% know exactly why he was executed some say that it could have been because of witchcraft okay some say it was because Drake's brother was on board and he was seen by Thomas Doughty stealing so then there was this kind of altercation and this weird feeling between Thomas Doughty and Drake's brother Drake noticing this maybe didn't want Thomas Doughty to tell everybody that his brother was a thief so killed him Um, some also potentially say that Thomas Doughty was having it away having it away with uh, Sir Francis Drake's wife what? Um, so we don't know for sure, but we do know that he was executed. So he was beheaded on the same island that this mutiny had happened, you know, kind of 50 years ago. And this kind of really shows that Drake is the person that is charged in charge. This is this, you know, clear message that this is a man not to mess with. Yeah, man. Um, and at this point, you know, remember we've got five ships. This gets reduced to three ships, mainly because there are crew members that are starting to run out, not only because one has been beheaded, but some have fallen ill on the journey. Um, and so it just, it's not feasible to have five ships anymore. So two ships, they decide to just kind of like, you know, just leave there. So now we have three ships and they continue south. And it's here at this point where the name changes so originally it was the pelican and it gets changed to the golden hind or the hind however you want to say it and the hind i think because it's 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 the it's the it's the deer isn't it well yes yes true um 
I've heard people say Hind though. They're weird though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who were they? Okay, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. I have I have heard people say Hind. Um but no, exactly. So it's the golden deer and the coat of arms that you can find this golden deer. Do you know? Mm. The owner? The owner? Mm. What of the coat of arms with the deer on it? Mm. Uh, somebody Hartford or uh, mm. I've already mentioned him Magellan no Christopher yeah. Hatton oh yeah 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 he's great yeah so if you're familiar with London and you've you know moved around the north side of London kind of city of London moving towards Holborn then you might come to an area called Hatton Garden and this is an area which is named after Christopher Hatton and Christopher Hatton was very close to Queen Elizabeth I so he lived in this era as I say Thomas Doughty was the secretary of him and Elizabeth I gave him a lot of land which is why the area Hatton Gardens is named after to him and he had a lot of money and actually uh paid um for this expedition to happen in the first place yes so he is responsible for the very reason why they had five ships to start off with and how this this expedition could start so this is where it gets changed from the pelican to the golden hind and whether or not that is kind of sir francis drake's way of going okay i've just i've just beheaded someone there's a bit of a kind of a a weird feeling now (laughs) we need to kind of change things that happened the pelican happened but no more we are now the golden hind so decides to then show this image of the golden hind the animal which you could find on the coat of arms of christopher hatton gosh now they then go to the pacific and he actually becomes the first englishman to reach the pacific but they go through 52 days of hurricanes the uh, the other two ships uh, well, the Marigold, which is the other one, is lost, never found. Oh, the, really? Wow. Yeah. The Go Elizabeth, on. who is the other ship, um, flees, is damaged so badly that ends up coming back to England and presumes that the Golden Hind has probably sank or, you know, got into so much trouble. So comes back home. But the Golden Hind continues, knowing that the Marigold is, you know, can't be found, but... but really believes that the Elizabeth will meet them again. But anyway, carries on. They go through the roughest seas towards the Cape Horn. And then they come to an area which we know today as the Drake Passage. Ah, I wonder who it's named after. I know, right? I know, confusing. Um, We then have... Um, Drake's men arrive eventually on the Spanish Pacific coast and this is the area that Queen Elizabeth I said you know this is this is the place that I need you to go to we know that there's going to be lots of ships holding gold and all sorts of things that will be completely unguarded because there will be no warning that there's going to be any treachery and that the British English are coming towards them so this becomes almost the greatest 
robin spree of all time and we know that and this is just one ship remember at the time and as well if you've seen it on uh the the bank side the replica and as you said it's not huge it's not a gigantic ship so um when they got to quite a few places one of which was valparacio they uh take a Thank you. <laughs> they take over quite a few ships and take in wine. They take Chilean gold. They come to an area called Arica, which is where they find 40 bars of silver on one ship. Wow. Um, Il Caleo, they rob every ship in the harbour, find jewels and all sorts of things. And the wonderful thing is that they're told presumably by by people that they keep hostage on one of the ships Mm. that the treasure ship the Nuestra Senora (laughs) Nuestra Senora thank you that's (laughs) Um, one for Rocio there there you go (laughs) has just left literally just two weeks before so they're thinking okay well maybe we can catch them up because this treasure ship is just going to be absolutely full of gold and all sorts of precious items and it doesn't take them too long before they do catch this ship up and it's just past Ecuador where they suddenly go past and the Spanish you know they've got nothing to fear really from the English at this time and they just presume oh okay it's a it's an English pirate ship that is just uh, coming up alongside and they don't fear that this pirate ship only. is going to attack but they start to open fire and they're just so shocked that it doesn't take too long at all before they start to surrender and on this ship they're able to get 36 uh, kilos of gold wow 26 tons of silver there is a chest full of silver coins there is a golden crucifix and they believe there's an estimated 60 million pounds that was made from this from this one ship alone in, that's in, in current money, money or in, that's in, in current money, money. in current oh money God. yeah um that's enormous i mean can you imagine no it's no. just unbelievable isn't it? it yeah i can't imagine and also you wouldn't really want to sleep because they've lost a lot of crew along the way so they certainly don't have 163 men or whatever it was that they started with so to think that you've got all of these precious items if you were to pass a ship along the seas you'd be so worried that somebody was going to suddenly open fire and attack you and take it away um now remember they are looking for this kind of you know this talked about north passage and they end up going they think as far up as vancouver island and they just never find it and as i say you know it's about 250 300 whatever years later that they actually find it so in the end they kind of come back down on themselves and they stop near what today would be kind of california and so francis drake names an area nova albion new britain basically and he says that modest modest yeah this is for queen elizabeth the first but doesn't colonize the area because quite frankly just doesn't have enough people on board to do so So (laughs) i will name this area nova albion you know it's for the queen but um come on guys we've got to get back (laughs) back out to be fair the brits are going to pick up the the whole colonizing thing a bit later on so you know that's fine yeah exactly and this is where they stay in america for a little while and it's the native americans who very much welcome the crew some say it's 
possibly because they kind of see these pale faces coming towards them as ancient <laughs> spirits returning from the dead <laughs> they don't really want to kind of you know upset them so they're thinking yeah you can stay you can you know rebuild your ship or do whatever you need to do um and it's then when they head towards i mean at this point now what do we start in 1577 so they've been out at sea for about two years now Jeez. and after this they go for another 68 days or so where they do not see land at all mm. and you've got to think 68 days do you have enough on board to keep you going it's not enough on netflix for that mate no, exactly. I mean, God, the conversations you'd have. <laughs> what, You're worse what, than me and you. I know, God. You just feel, oh, God, can I really go for another night of that crap conversation? <laughs> I really got to talk to Jeff about his gammy leg again. <laughs> Jeff, just get a bandage. <laughs> it's starting to stink the bloody boats out. <laughs> Even his gammy leg, honestly. Anyway, they end up coming towards the Philippines. They stop on an island which is called Maluku Island. And if they haven't got enough on board, they start to take uh, priceless cloves. They start to take spices, all sorts of cloves and different things. So uh, I think that probably would have kept you going. You would have gone down into the hold and just seen all these incredible items. Many people, of course, on board, if they haven't been on the next oh, I don't know that the, 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 the sort of the, the general like crew would be allowed to look at that all expensive stuff they'd be expected they're gonna nick it yeah maybe so yeah i mean that's another thing to think about isn't it you know yeah see if you can you know yeah keep half an eight, on one of those whatever they are so that you can make a pretty penny when you get home yeah exactly and think well if i swallow this will we get home in time before it comes back out oh <laughs> well i'm really sorry I'm why really did you sorry. go there i'm really sorry no you're not you're quite proud of yourself Every- aren't you <laughs> everybody's thinking it um nobody's thinking it <laughs> i'm sorry and i know you don't want to do any edits this evening so we're just keep <laughs> that in um so unfortunately the ship then hits a reef and this is where they start to throw all sorts of things uh, you know off off of the side thinking well if we can kind of uh, lighten the load we might be able to kind of uh, be taken off of the reef so they start to uh, throw cannons off the side and then eventually they start to throw a huge chest full of expensive coins and all sorts of things and thankfully their ship actually manages to come up so the tide lifts them off and then they're free again and there seems to be a lot of things when it comes to this expedition where they're just as seriously lucky, seriously lucky. Um, they then come to Sierra Leone. They stop there for supplies. They go to various places. And this, I should say as well, that there is no expectation to circumnavigate the globe on oh, okay. this expedition at all. So that was not the mission. The fact that they did that was purely by... Because they got lost. Purely because they got lost. And it was the only way to go. Um, as I say, they were looking for the North Passage. So to go through there, if they found it, they would have come back in a completely different way. Yeah. But they had to come back on themselves and then continue to move west. And with that, when they came back in 1580 on the 26th of September, 
59 surviving crew on board out of 163. They then realise, wow, we've actually just done something incredibly special. And people thought that their ship was lost. Nobody was really expecting them to come back. So there wasn't any crowds there. There wasn't anybody expecting their ship to roll into Plymouth. No, I suppose so, not. so there was no kind of applaud or anything. And it took quite a while for people to realise actually what they had done. And when it came about that they had got so much money from the Spanish, Elizabeth I, the Queen at the time, she couldn't have really kind of shown her enthusiasm towards it. You know, she kind of had to show, oh gosh, you know, well, oh, well. <laughs> those pirates, goodness me. But I mean, she got a lot of that money. I mean, they say that it was enough to pay off her entire government debt. And really? still have, yeah, and still have thousands and thousands of money left over, which she ended up investing in so many other expeditions oh afterwards. Um, so a humongous amount of money went to her, went to the crew. Drake was knighted, which we know oh, yeah. because he's called Sir Francis Drake. Um, and he was knighted in Deptford. Yes, he was, wasn't he? Very famously. He was. So he was knighted on the Golden Hind in 1580, which is, you know, why we've got this connection of Deptford. Um, and in the same year, he was made mayor of Plymouth. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We know that he had two wives. We know that he didn't have any children. We know that in the end, there was a voyage that um, actually um, didn't go very well for him, mainly because his fleet was um, overtaken by a fever, which Drake got himself. Oh, Yes, and he eventually died from this particular fever whilst he was trying to attack the Spain. And the so Spain? Did, uh, the Spain. <laughs> God almighty. Can we just point out that we have had a few drinks? Um, <laughs> I'm holding so it together relatively oh well, to be God. fair. Well, you are. I mean, I'm the one that's bloody talking. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Spanish, should I say. Um, and he ended up being buried out at sea just off the town of Portobello. 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 Any connection to Portobello Road? <laughs> I don't think so. Or maybe there is, but I'm just not sure. Do you know? I'm going to Google it now. Oh, yeah, Google yeah. it now. Um, now, we know that the original ship... Shut up. Start from. No, you're right. It's not named after... Um, You've had a little look? Portobello is not named after that. It's named after a farm, which was in turn named after the town of Portobello in Panama which was captured by the British from the Spanish in 1739 as part of the War of Jenkins' Ear. Hashtag guide facts. <laughs> there we go. Get your hashtags in. Yes. Um, so we know that the ship eventually kind of rotted away. It was broken up in 1668. But like quite a few famous ships, one of which I've talked about before being the Mayflower, Yes. Um, have I talked about the Mayflower? Actually? No. No, in your dreams you have. <laughs> Someone's listened out there, I'm sure. Um, so a lot of famous ships, obviously the wood has been used to, to create various things. And so some of the original Golden Hind was used to create a chair, which is now in the Bodleian Library at the University of Oxford. Oh, tis it? Tis too. Yes. Um, you've also got a table. I was there which a couple is... of weeks ago with Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. 
Yeah, Don't we love we, the Bodleian? We went to the Bodleian. I did not know that. Yes, yes, there you go. You've also got a table which is actually known as a cupboard in the middle temple Wait, hall what? here in London. Yes, a table which is known as a cupboard no. for some strange reason. No, I don't agree with that. No, it's true. What's happening there? Why is a table called a cupboard? I don't know, darling, but it just is. Oh, I want to know. Okay, all right. I'll find, Presumably, I'll because you can put things on it, but you can also put things in it. And it's probably How do you used put things to... in a table. Don't be mad. A table known as a cupboard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Are you into it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm past caring to be honest. But yeah, let's go with it. Okay. Um. So yes. Yeah, so you can also find <laughs> this table known as a cupboard in the middle temple hall, and actually, it's there where the ship's lantern originally hung. Oh. Well, not originally hung, so obviously it was originally on, on the ship. Golden Hind. Um, but after that, the ship's lantern hung Second in the originally Temple hung. Hall. Um, and unfortunately, it was destroyed during World War Two. Oh, dear. Yes. Sad times. Sad times. But let's talk about replicas for a second. One of my favourite replicas of the Golden Hind, which I remember very fondly when I was a little girl, uh, used to live in South End-on-Sea. And oh. yes, this was a replica but, you know, it wasn't a perfect replica. It was called the Golden Hind, but there certainly wouldn't have been um, elements on it that you would have found on the original. For instance, you never would have been able to actually use it as a ship. And it was in oh. Peter Pan's playground. Did you ever see it? No. Oh, I say it ever because it's not there anymore. But yes, I remember fondly. I don't think I've ever been to South End on Sea. Stop hitting your microphone. Sorry. <laughs> have you never been to South End on Sea? I don't think I have. Oh my god, what's the matter with you? Well, South End on Sea. You know. Oh god. Sad times. Oh, honestly. Um, but there has been a few that have been created. So one was built in Devon in 1963. It was converted from a fishing boat, and it was actually used in the TV series, which was all to do with Francis Drake and his big exhibition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> did I say exhibition? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's going so well this week. Was it? Was it? Really? From the get-go, was it? Was it? Was it? (sighs) No, it was a TV series and it was all to do with Francis Drake's great expedition. Expedition, there we go. Expedition. Um, But it sank... Oh. In 1987, whilst it's quite sad, actually, it was on its way to Dartmouth for restoration. It sank uh, whilst it was on its way to be looked after, which is really sad. I don't know why. I'm laughing. <laughs> anyway, it's okay because another one was created, completed in 1988, which you can still see today. So um, it's currently in Devon. It's basically being used as a visitor attraction, but okay. a little bit like the one in South End. It's not one that would actually ever sail because it's created out of a steel barge. Oh, um, you don't but want that, do you? You don't want that, no. But the one that you can find on um, on the south side in Bankside is a tremendous replica and was created in Devon again in 1973. And it's just the most beautiful ship. Because, what is it with Devon and Drake? Uh, well, it left in Plymouth, didn't it? 
yeah. It originally left from Plymouth. Did you not hear me say that earlier? No, I did, but I didn't listen. Okay, right. Um, But the wonderful thing about this replica in London is it has circumnavigated the globe. It has. And it's, you know, it's done more than 100,000 miles. And to look at it and know that it's been out at sea and seen so many incredible things and is now a place of education. It's now... Uh, really fun like it hasn't been for a while because it's under this huge restoration project which I think is coming to the end at the end of the summer but normally I remember a few years ago you'd pass a ship and you'd see all sorts of people dressed up on the rigging and if you had children you know it'd be great because they start to tell the children all the pirate stories and different things and they do sleepovers as well yeah yeah so it's a, a fascinating place well they used to I don't know if they do at the moment but yeah no, no. I, I, as I say, I think it's under this big kind of restoration until the end of this year, at least. But yeah, so there we go. That's Golden High. Yay, Golden High. Well done, Drakey. Boop, boop, boop. Yay. <laughs> well done, Don't Emily. Drake, my heart, my oh, atrium. Good grief. <laughs> good that's, grief. That's horrifying. The fact that you, you've been thinking about that all week, haven't you? Uh, no, just since yesterday. Still, that's long enough. That's long enough. Well, there we go. That is Le Golden Hind, Le, Le, Le Drake, El Senor Drake. Exactly. Podcast Pedestal. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And now we have to choose our podcast pedestal. Yes! I can't remember any of it, but I'm sure it was really good. (laughs) Oh my god. No, I can, I can, I can. Let's think about this. What are we thinking of? Um... You're your go to pick, isn't it? Anyway, to start with, which gets me off the hook for at least a minute. Yes, so I think I'm going to have to go with this treasure ship, the Nuestra Senora. Nuestra, sen- Nuestra Senora. Can you imagine me in Spain? Honestly? Yes, and it's like, hilarious. Oh, God, get back on the plane. <laughs> Please um, leave. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good one. I like that one. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of... Because I, I, I think it's so important is the whole old Lizzie making him a knight on the deck of the, of the Golden Hind. Because I think that's really key. I, I love this idea of him... They've been around the, the world and they're like sailing back into London going, hi gang. And there's like no, there's like one man and his dog going, what? Like no one's waiting for them. <laughs> and then you can imagine Lizzie going, oh, he's back. Wait, what? All right. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. And like legging it down there and being like, here, have a sword. I like that idea. So I think I'm going to go for the knighting of Frankie D on the deck. Frankie D! Frankie D! On the deck of uh, ye oldie goldeny hindy. I think that's my... Uh, that's my key one. Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Let's yes. do it. Let's go for that. Then we've got the treasure ship. What was the name of the treasure ship? Nuestra Senora. Oh, Nuestra Senora. Sorry, I've literally said that three times. 
Nuestra Señora. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to go for the nighting. I think that's a good place to go. Wonderful. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go, everybody. Those are your choices for this week. Yes, and we have a week to sober up, which is good. Oh, can I just interject something before I forget? No. Okay, yes, go on. So I have emailed. Now, you might remember a few weeks ago that I talked about the Biscuit Factory. Biscuit Factory. (laughs) And no one cares. Um, But no, I've had a few messages saying that they would like to come to the factory. I'll come. I've I've got in touch. Well, you're coming with your luck or not. Yeah. I've got in touch with the museum and they've told me that we can have up to 12 people <gasps> and it's free. That's so, a party. Yeah, so please let me know. Um, and I'm going to give gonna depend it... on dates, isn't it? I know Fiona Lucas yes. wants to come, who's yes. done a couple of podcasts with us. She's gonna so I'm going to give it one more week <laughs> just to see if we can get any more people. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put us all on a WhatsApp group together and work out a few dates that would be good for people and for the people at the museum. All right. All right. I'm in. Okay, great. Biscuity history. Yeah. A lot of people's mind has been blown about the fact that a penguin is the same as a bourbon as well. I know. Yeah. I That. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some penguins and, and, and do a little bit of taste testing and, and forensic forensic figuring out, I think. Yeah. You're going to have to lick the chocolate off the... Hey, outside it's, it's, of a it's a challenge I'm willing to take on. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Right. Anyway, are you ready for me to spin the wheel? Oh yeah, do that. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Off we go. It's landed. Oh. Good old Soho. Yeah, love Soho. Love Soho. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Soho. Um, uh, what am I going to do in Soho? There's so many options, that's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I might go back to my harlots type thing and talk about... A lady called Charlotte Hayes, who I've been wanting to chat about. Yeah, let's do Charlotte Hayes. I'm going to do her. That's a that's a that's a good one. It's Charlotte sexy Hayes. history again. Oh, sexy history. It's she is sexy. Sexy, sexy guy. Time. <laughs> sexy. Sexy. It's very sexy. Um, yeah, sexy guy time tomorrow uh, next week with. Oh, sorry, I don't even know when, what what's happening. Jeez, Louise. I mean, honestly, a couple of glasses of wine and peak season has rendered me incomprehensible. Um, yes, we're going to go for Charlotte Hayes, a bit of sexy times, and that's going to be us. Yeah, stop laughing at me, Emily. <laughs> oh, gosh, you've got me doing that kind of squeaky chair laugh. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. So unprofessional. So 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 unprofessional. We've run out of time. time to listen to this. We've run out of time, and we can't do it tomorrow either. So it's it's like drunk or nothing. Yeah, exactly. And we've done it. We've done it a bit late past couple of weeks, so we need to make sure that it's out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go and cut my toenails. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to go and put on my umbrella yes <laughs> alright my loves we'll see you next week for something that is hopefully slightly more com- like cohesive than this week <sighs> have a good week lots of love and yeah. take care don't drink any wine don't recommend okay. <laughs>
No, no, no. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Bye. Bye. Scenes. Thank you.